Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, a special Tuesday edition of the show. Yesterday, we made the decision to push. My one-year-old daughter, she's been sick for a few weeks, had to take her to the doctor yesterday, but she's holding in there and the show must go on. And we've got a big show for today, a lot to cover. Today, we're going to hit in top news, the new photo NFT platform, Quantum NFT, from Justin Aversano. Sushi's new platform, Show You NFT. We're going to talk the new ENS announcement and airdrop that's coming. We're going to recap market update in action from the weekend. We're going to hit Botto Project and their recent all-time high in one-on-one world and other news there. We'll go through some blue chip PFPs and art blocks, and then we're going to end the show Checking in on NFT NYC and some FOMO from your host. Uh, but, for, but first, a word from our sponsor, IC.Tools. As a beginner in NFTs, it can be very difficult to know where to start looking. There are millions of NFTs out there and literally an open sea of JPEGs. I know I was overwhelmed at first and didn't know where to start. This is where IC.Tools comes in. IC Tools is essentially an NFT data aggregator that pulls data across NFT marketplace activity and produces visualizations and, and analytic dashboards in a very user-friendly format to help its users gain an understanding of what to be watching and paying attention to on any given day. Their primary features are trending, discovery, address and collections watch, and alerts. Trending is where you can see which projects have the highest sales volume in intervals as short as the past 15 minutes, the daily, or even a three-day view. You can quickly see where the money is flowing at any given time. I use this information to see both the macro views of which products are dominating the market and the micro view to see which products are catching steam on the hourly to see if I want to jump in. I typically have this tab open all day, every day when I'm trading. Discovery is a similar view as trending, but related to products that are actively minted. So in the very initial sales phase on the primary before they get to secondary. As folks may have found out, a lot of NFT projects do stealth drops. This dashboard allows you to find products that are minting, how fast they're minting, and who's buying them that may not have been on your radar. Their address or wallet watch feature may be the most powerful in the product. This is where you can track wallets like whales or the sharpest traders to see what they're buying and selling. You can also follow a projects in their favorite collections tab where you can select a series of projects to watch. I use this information arguably the most in my day-to-day -day tracking to inform a majority of my trade decisions. Understanding what the sharps are doing is integral to success in, in NFT trading. And curated project following allows you to filter out the noise and just track the products that you care about. And just recently they rolled out alerts where you can set up wallet alerts and discord alerts to get notified when certain individuals are active. So go over to ic.tools to check it out and start finding your own NFT alpha. They have a free version, which provides the trending and discovery info, and then the premium version at 0.03 ETH per month, which unlocks the watching and alert features. All right. Well, thanks to our friends at IC, as always. Let's go ahead and get started with our top news. And our first story for today, we're going to talk about quantum art. So Quantum is the first on-chain platform focused solely on photographers and their work. And by curating and dropping NFT collections, working to make NFT photography easily accessible for both artists and collectors. 
It was launched here by Justin Aversano, one of the biggest names in photo NFTs, along with a few others, Chris Graves, Alex Shadow, Jonas Lamas, and Quantum is focused on minting the best photography collections as NFT sets. So that's the description from their website here. I'm showing one of the, the first drops. I believe it's actually going live here during the show. Um, essentially what Quantum wants to be or could potentially be used as is a platform like Artblocks, but for photography-based NFTs. Um, they have sold a mint pass already as an NFT, which allows its owners the priority to mint each of these projects when they are released. Um, that mint pass has since seen really high demand. It was trading around one ETH last week. It went up to as high as 6.6. .6. I believe it's around six ETH here this morning just to have the right to mint these projects. So some real demand here for this mint pass. The first drop here today, Anxious Pleasures by Amy Elkins. As you can see, she took photos of herself every day for 377 consecutive days during quarantine, lockdown for COVID, uh, self-portraits. She is releasing each of these photos for 0.377 ETH here in a 377 supply. So again, those with the mint pass will have the priority to mint these. I'm very curious to see how this first drop goes and how the secondary reaction is to both this first drop as well as the mint pass. Um, and as we scroll down here, we can see there's already several upcoming drops um, this week even. Genesis Collection from Alberto Rizzo coming tomorrow and then Privileged Mediocrity by Chris Graves coming on Thursday. Um, so a lot to watch. We'll continue to report back here on Quantum Art, but excited for this big step for the photo NFT market. Next story, an additional new platform being dropped this week. It is new platform week. Show you NFT from Sushi. Those who know the, the Sushi token, uh, essentially they are coming out with their own NFT marketplace here. I'm going to scroll down on their website. Uh, you know, using their words, we're looking to create an NFT platform that focuses on artists and creators needed to push the space forward. Current NFTs are limited by file format. Design-wise, we want the platform to be beautiful, functional, and have that Japanese sensibility and aesthetic. I've watched several of their hype videos and info from their Twitter feed. It looks like it will absolutely be a beautiful platform. I don't have a quite a handle on exactly the look and feel it's going to have, and I think that's partially by design. I think they've been a bit secretive. It seems like a combination of like a metaverse-type gallery along with a marketplace. That's the vibe I get, that you'll be going through the metaverse gallery and then you'll be able to buy and, and, and sell and, and whatnot through that experience. Perhaps I'm off, but that, that's the vibe that I've gotten. Some other fun facts for this drop. So 100% of the marketplace fees, which is 2.5% per transaction, will be going to those who are staking their sushi tokens. So similar to other platforms that are doing revenue share. This is the show you sushi version of revenue share with its sushi token holder. So certainly we've seen an uptick in demand for the sushi token in, in the recent weeks once this news was announced and pending the success of this marketplace, it could drive some increased demand for that token. Some other fun facts, lower artist fees. They're accepting multiple different types of crypto from their website. 2,500 different cryptos will be uh, allowed 
to, to transact. So that's super interesting. Probably also tied to the sushi swap, sushi swap exchange. Um, and then I think the other big piece is just a different looking marketplace that incorporates more of the metaverse. So certainly excited to see this new platform roll out. Um, my other takeaway from these new platforms is it is becoming increasingly important to have marketplace aggregators. There is a growing need in this space to be able to see trending data, NFT values, NFT collections aggregated across all these platforms in one central place. If that exists, I haven't found it yet. Uh, so for those who are, are builders, I think that is definitely an area that potentially focus. And we'll certainly share with our listeners information on any type of those aggregators uh, as we come across them. Third announcement here, ENS, the .eth domains, they are now going to decentralize their governance. They're accepting applications for their DAO. They're launching a DAO, essentially. What comes with launching a DAO? DAO tokens. The governance token, the ENS token, will be launched next week. They are doing an airdrop for anyone who has the ENS domains. And those users will be able to start claiming their tokens as soon as next week. Big, big announcement that came out yesterday evening, especially for those who already own the .eth domains. I own a few, uh, several in, in my Discord chat. And I know several in the, you know, early in the NFT space own these domains. Um, this is an interesting one. So I'm typically in the camp of when you get your airdrop, just go ahead and sell it, take the income, and then move on. This one's interesting because it's got the recurring revenue already built in, right? When you sign up for a .eth domain, you're essentially signing a one-year contract. I believe it's one year. And then it has the automatic re-up. So I, I know personally, I'll be planning to re-up my .eth domains at the end of this year. I imagine most folks will. Um, so because of that built-in recurring revenue stream already in there, this one's interesting, one to potentially hold, but certainly I'll be watching the, how the market reacts to this domain. Token drop, but big news for any holders. Stay tuned to make sure you go out and, and claim your tokens next week. All right, well, that takes us through our top news. Let's move over into our market update. I'm going to start briefly with the macro view. I'm going to show the OpenSea dashboard like we typically do on the show. I'm just going to focus here on the top right and look at our daily sales transactions here on OpenSea. You know, it's a, a bit of a bleak picture, right? The downward trend is absolutely continuing. You know, we see some short spikes every other day or so, but it's a pretty clear downtrend. Um, Charlie Tuchang is one on Twitter, and I'll, I'll post his, his feed in the show notes. He's done some nice mic, uh, macro analysis. His view is essentially that it, he very much correlates it with the ETH price saying that essentially the NFT market peaked when ETH bottomed out there in August. And now essentially NFTs are trending down as ETH is trending up. You know, so that's not necessarily a novel take. It's one that a lot of folks hold here. Um, but certainly it seems like we're going to need a big trigger event of some kind to buck this trend. And ETH is continuing to rise. It was 4,500 um, before I, uh, we started the show here this morning. So it seems like we're still in a somewhat of a short-term bear market here. Certainly still bullish on the long-term, but likely 
going to continue seeing some downtrends. But it doesn't mean every single collection is in a downtrend. So let's go ahead and look at the three-day board here. Um, the big winner in the last three to four days certainly has been Parallel. So Parallel did a drop on Saturday afternoon. I'd say it was one of the most highly anticipated drops in a while. Um, it sold out within minutes. I, I certainly tried to get packs, um, but was unsuccessful. So the way that it was essentially a pack drop, you know, similar to NBA Top Shot, they had three tiers of packs, core, enhanced, and premium at different price points. I believe they were 0.01, then 0.1 to 0.2, and then 0.3 on the premium side. And users were allowed to enter how many of each pack they wanted to get. And then if they were successful, they were able to claim those packs and they had 24 hours to buy. Um, well, why was this drop so anticipated? I was just looking through some of the highest last sales in the, the parallel alpha card space here, mostly tied to those masterpiece cards, but just the chance of getting a masterpiece, the high end of these cards, 360 ETH, 195, 170, 160, 135. We've got multiple triple digit sales. We've seen multiple here above 60 in the 80s and 90s. I heard several anecdotal stories of Parallel being first NFT purchase for several new people who then turned around and they pulled some of the good cards and had 10 or 15 ETH offers right off the bat. So I think Parallel has onboarded a lot of users into this space. There's clearly some demand for their product and it, it showed here on the three-day view. Going down the board, I'm gonna briefly touch on Jungle Freaks. Uh, they saw a huge spike in activity as some racist cartoons from their artists have surfaced. Uh, they're 30 to 40 years old, some are a little bit less, um, but it, they are pretty disgusting works. I'm not gonna show them here on the show. I don't want them to get any more, um, any more views than they've already gotten. My advice to anyone in Jungle Freaks is just to try to exit the project, either hide, burn, sell, just get out and, and move on with your life and try not to be associated with that. Next up on the board, a little bit more positive. We've got the Desperate Ape Wives and the Fat Ape Club. Both have had um, some nice success here in the last few days, turning up on the board. Each have done over 1,000 ETH in volume. Uh, it just seems like everything ape-related is having a good weekend, and I'll touch on that board ape yacht party here later in the show. Um, but the ape projects are certainly doing well. Uh, continuing to go down the board, Party Degenerates, have had a rough go of it. Uh, a lot of hype in that project. The art reveal, I believe it happened on Sunday, let a lot of folks down and we've since seen those floors retrace quite a bit. Um, but other than that, really, other than the top of the board dominated by those four projects, the, the ETH trading here pretty low across the rest of these. So just kind of tied to the, the overall market sentiment right now. I think the other story here, is art blocks not even on the board, not in the top 15 projects by volume, uh, which is just a, a huge drop from the amount of activity they are, are used to seeing. All right, well, that is our market update. Let's go ahead and move into the one-of-one -one space. Top story here for us is the Botto project. So I've talked about uh, Botto on the show a few times before. Botto essentially is an AI artist that generates 
50 pieces per week. The Botto token holders are the curators. They essentially are allowed to vote on which piece goes off to auction. And then the piece is released on Super Rare in a 24 hour auction starts. So this piece seen proceed here, second piece in the Botto set, ended up selling for 100 ETH here two days ago on Sunday. Um, so this is a really interesting one to me. I'm gonna break it down briefly. So first, it was bought by Lorenzo M. I checked out Lorenzo M. This person has not bought any other super rare pieces before. So certainly a, a big splash for a new buyer. There are some ties to Medici. Is that what the M stands for? You know, I, I saw some screenshots on Twitter of some, some ETH transfers that could tie it back to Cosmo. I didn't dig deep. Um, that could be a bit of smoke and mirrors. Um, you know, on the surface of this, from what I understand in researching the super rare marketplace, there's only been like eight to 10 artists who have ever sold a piece for 100 ETH or more. Uh, and several of those have been just really in the, in the last few months. It is quite shocking to me that this AI artist is already commanding top 10 premium value here in their second piece. Um, so I'm not totally understanding the, the demand here. Um, the other concerning piece to me is from their, their Genesis piece, it sold for like 73 to 78. Well, last week, an individual bid 200 and then 250 ETH on that Genesis piece, then proceeded to withdraw their offer and sell Botto tokens. So essentially the, the, the idea here is that they potentially pump the token up by putting out these big bids, showing the demand for bottle pieces and then dump their tokens. It screams Ponzi to me. Um, I don't know where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm not buying in the bottle. I'm not buying the token. I'm not buying this art right now, but it's certainly something to watch uh, carefully. Other than that, uh, I think the other big story and even higher sale here is from this artist, Helena Seren. She goes by Neural Bricolage. I'm showing her foundation page here. She sold this piece, K Minerist Neighbors, for 108 here uh, a few days ago. So this is a really interesting piece. So as I was diving into this one, um, it's a collab with Dimitri Chernyov from Ringers, one successful artist in the crypto NFT space. Um, quick description. First, a generative algorithm written by Dimitri generates thousands of outputs without any curation. And then those outputs serve as the data set to model a pipeline of neural networks called GANs that are lovingly hand-tuned and constructed by Helena Saran that gets us to these final pieces, I believe. These top three are each in the, the same series there. And we can see the sales prices, 12200 and then 118 um, So certainly congrats to Helena and Dimitri on what I believe is the, the highest sale that we've seen here in the last week. Going down the rest of the board, rounding out some one-on-one -on -one notable sales. So Dan Guiz sold his La Siesta piece uh, to Starry Night for 60 Ethereum, and he's continuing his hot run. And then Tungsten Dow, also from, you know, heavily touted with VVD and Starry Night are, are engaged in this. They keep buying these tungsten cubes. 
if you're not familiar, check them out. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. We've seen some tungsten cube sales in the 20s. And then yesterday, they announced a 14-inch tungsten cube weighing 2,000 pounds. 14-inch cube. It weighs 2,000 pounds. That's how dense these things are. They bought it for 56.98. So the tungsten cubes, they are highly memeable. And BBD Star Night, they love the memes. So and they continue to put their money where their mouth is. All right. Well, that takes us through one of ones. Let's go ahead and switch over to blue chip PFPs. So I'll start with CryptoPunks. It all starts and ends with CryptoPunks. Uh, a few stories. I'm going to show their sales page here. You know, it, it's been, I showed the data. It is certainly a bear market in NFT world, but punks have held up strong. And I think that continues to speak to their uh, stature as Grail NFTs. Um, here in the last three to four days, still have about 30 sales. The floor has held steady right at that 95 to 100 ETH mark, which with increasing ETH prices is well over $400,000 to buy a CryptoPunk right now. Some of the action has certainly been around the floor. I'd say most of it, but some decent action in the mid-tier in the last few days. So we had this pipe go from 155, several of the wild reds in the 120s, 150s, and even 168 here for this one um, with the glasses. Another notable one is a fat finger. This one was brutal to watch. We believe this person meant to list for 4,444 ETH. Instead of a comma, they put a decimal point and a bot sniped it for 4.44 to give a sense. I don't, I don't have the exact data, but I believe that these that Tierra Punk was above a 384. So uh, certainly a brutal sale that owner. Uh, we'll see if they're able to get that back, but uh, it's doubtful. So Punk's holding steady. Better than uh, we can say for most of the rest of the market. So let's go ahead and take a look at the floors using this site, WGMI.IL, a very nice site here to quickly see the floor prices of different collections. We'll start with the CyberKongs. CyberKongs are down 30%. When we showed them last week, they're in, they've gotten up to 130, 135 after a floor sweep. They've since retraced to 97. Um, just a matter of time, potentially before the, the punks pass them back. As I mentioned, Punk's holding steady even on the seven day. As we continue to scroll down here, Bored Apes, you know, a, a good week for the Bored Apes. They're, they're showing down 5%, but I'd say they're certainly outperforming the market. Um, we'll get to NFT NYC later in the show, but they had a Bored Ape Yacht Club party on Sunday in New York. The ape holders were lined out across several city blocks in Manhattan at 8 a.m. Sunday morning. There are several videos uh, all over Twitter highlighting this line, uh, the makeup of the line. And of course, there were several jokes kind of poked at the community, um, which it's easy to make jokes, but, but that aside, not many communities would have the demand for the yacht party in New York on Sunday that the Board Ape Yacht Club showed. Um, and I think that speaks volumes. I don't, I don't believe any other NFT community would have filled the yacht, would have had lines around the block like the apes did. So kudos to them for the, just the rock solid community that they've, that they've been able to build and maintain. And if anything, I'm more bullish on the apes after watching some of the videos here from NFT NYC. 
those are the apes going through the rest of our blue chips here. Let's pull up the, the cool cats. Cool cats have retraced about 20% in the last seven days, sitting around a 6.3 ETH floor. Uh, I will quickly show their Twitter. They had they have town halls, I believe, every Friday. Some big news in their town hall from this past week. I think the biggest that I'll highlight uh, is their creature announcement. So we always know that the milk token they plan to release, it will have some gamification. It will be interactive with the creatures. Um, the creatures traits will be decided by the items it interacts with. So cool cat owners will be able to use their tokens to buy pet supplies, which will essentially shape their creatures. So really interesting concept. I believe one of the first products to really incorporate this level of gamification with their tokens. Um, you know, I think the market didn't spike on this. A, it was already kind of understood that this was the roadmap vision and B, just the overall market dynamics have continued to hurt. But really cool announcement there from the cool cats. Cool to see it on the page. Rounding this out, cryptodes continue to, to drop, you know, much to my chagrin as a big cryptodes holder. We're seeing the floor in the threes. They're down about 30%. Um, I think we're in likely for some more short-term pain for the toads, but still feel just as bullish as ever long-term. But any this on some positive notes, Mebits. The Mebits are up 20% on the week. Let's see if I can find them here. Oh, here we are. Um, they were down 3-2, 3-3 last week. On the meta news, the Mebits have come back. They're sitting around a four-eve floor, and we've started to see some sales in the mid-range in the 20s and 30s, which is always a good sign for a future potential up, upsurge. So certainly ones to watch. The Mimits were always meant to be a metaverse play. Um, so the, the metaverse news has certainly been the driver there. We'll stay on the page here and just quickly touch on art blocks as well as WGMI also includes the art blocks pieces. I think the story is similar to blue chip PFPs. The top end is holding steady and the mid end and low end continues to bleed. So we see the Fidenzas unchanged over the week, steady at the 135th floor. Uh, we've seen a few bot takes uh, below that, but overall, overall the floor holding steady. Ringers up a bit, actually, up to about 77. Uh, one of the few green changes here on the board. Elevated deconstructions holding steady at 69. And then the rest is where we start to see the, the 10 to 20% drops. So archetypes drop 10% to 20th floor subscapes down to a 15 ETH floor, which is a 30% drop for them. Unigrid's down 40% on the seven day to 11. Meridians are down, squiggles are down to nine. And then we get into alien clocks, singularities. Singularities actually up on the week. Um, but that's the trend we're seeing these 10 to 20% drops per week. Certainly the the prices, the floors are becoming more attractive. Um, but for myself personally, I'm still sitting on the sidelines. I'm going to go ahead and, and probably keep most of my ETH on the sidelines here until we see some signs of a turnaround. Still absolutely very bullish on these OG art blocks collections longer term. But I think we're in for some shorter term pain here. But hey, you know, one of the triggers could be some of these new drops. So our blocks does have a very full schedule here for this week. Um, we've got four or five different factory drops here. Uh, I believe it's five. So we have two today, 
swing and recursion. We've got Paramacircle coming later this week, Source Code and Prismatic. We also have a big playground drop from Lauren Bedner, Lauren Bedner of the Phase Projects. Uh, one of my favorite collections in art blocks, very different from everything else. It's a noise-based you know, frequency art. It came out of the gate around one ETH. It surged all the way up to about a 23 ETH floor before sensory tracing about 80 to 90%. The phase floor does sit around three ETH or so, I believe here today. Um, but very curious for his new drop parade and what type of market demand we see here on Friday. And then next Monday, Curated is back. The Edifice Project by Ben Kovac will be launching next Monday at uh, 12 p.m. Central Time, I believe, is the, the time slot there. We've already seen a lot of acclaim from artists, um, from collectors here in anticipation of this drop. This will certainly be one to watch. I'm very curious for the market reaction to a new curated drop here after uh, a three to four week break. Certainly, we're in a very different market than we were a month ago. But whenever these acclaimed art blocks, curated drops come out, this is when the, the flippers come out. This is where the bots come out. So I'll certainly be watching. If it gets to an attractive price, we'll absolutely be looking to mint this one. But we'll cover this and try to preview a, a bit more of Edifice on Friday's show uh, ahead of the drop. But exciting to see curated back on the schedule. All right, well, that rounds us through our segments. I'm going to end the show um, taking a, a peek in on NFT New York City. Um, so anyone who follows a lot of NFT folks on Twitter will likely have their feeds just taken over from the New York City images. One to highlight, so Punk6529 got several of his pieces up on the big NASDAQ board. We see his Punk, we see his Tulip Fidenza, one of his squiggles up there as well. Um, NFTs seemingly taking over Times Square and downtown Manhattan. Um, we've talked about the, the Ape Yacht Party that happened on Sunday to kick things off. I believe the first speakers were either yesterday or today. Um, we saw DZ Phi in, 80, in Andy 8092 uh, almost courtside at the Knicks game. Shout out to them. I know from what I've seen on Twitter, DZ Fi certainly taking advantage of the different parties and everything going on. So good for him. He certainly deserves it. From what I understand, there's 10 to 15 parties per night. I don't know how these guys are doing it, um, but certainly seeing a lot of fun, a lot of folks getting together in real life. Uh, and certainly I've got a bit more FOMO than I thought I would have had, but. Hope folks continue to have a good rest of the week out in NFT NYC. And hey, you know, maybe try to turn the market around. Why don't you guys all get together, maybe buy some floors, and we can start to see some green back on the board. But that's it. That is our show for today. As always, thanks to our friends at IC Tools for sponsoring the show. If you're looking to get started in NFT trading, you need the right data at your fingertips. IC Tools is a great place to start. Head over to IC.tools to check out their product and use their free version to see which products are trending the home for NFT Alpha. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you Friday at 11. Till then, stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye.